first album I released was All Roads East. The second album was uh, Way Out West a year later. A year after was Deep South. And then uh, this year was True North. So this year I've completed the Four Directions project. And the only way that I've done that is through the help of my Patreon community, my free kind of street team called The Levitators. And connecting with amazing people like you, Michael, and just like, you know, mentors that have kind of like left these little kind of breadcrumbs for me to follow along the way. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm excited to be here today talking with my good friend Eli Lev. Eli is an indie folk artist from Maryland, and honestly, he's just one of the best human beings that that I know. When I met him a few years ago, he started as a client, and it's sometimes when I meet with someone like one on one, you just instantly, you just instantly like know that this person's like a very like raw, authentic human being, and like you really just like like uh, resonate with this person. And I remember with Eli, like I was on our first call, just like bam, like this dude, <laughs> this dude is awesome. So Eli, you know, is basically started as a client, and now he's he's ascended to being a business partner at Modern Musician, and he's really someone that I think encapsulates the idea of like what does it mean to be a modern musician he's a fully independent full-time musician raised tens of thousands of dollars through crowdfunding and has just really built an, an amazing connection like a real authentic connection with this tribe so eli hopefully that wasn't too too long of an intro i know like yeah we have to have like basically every day but just wanted to make sure that people know how much of a badass you are and That's thanks for amazing. being here today. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I love, I love, like, I have ascended the regs of my musician. And yeah, I mean, that's, that was just possible by, you know, just having this amazing roadmap essentially just laid out for me through, through your trainings and through your teachings and through your philosophies. So yeah, absolutely changed my music business and changed my life. So I'm super happy to be here. And yeah, you're right. It does seem like, you know, it, it's it's been maybe almost three years since I since we first came. So pretty cool to be here now and see the next iteration of this uh, program start. Heck yeah, dude! You've seen version 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0 as as they've rolled out. So this is kind of an interesting question. I, and I, I obviously this was a few years ago, so I'm not sure exactly if if you'll be able to remember or not. But can you remember like and maybe kind of walk through what how did you discover modern musician in the first place and and how did you you know there's kind of a big leap of faith you know deciding to join Doris Academy so like what was your thought process as as you're kind of going through that yeah well as like a musician that was just learning the ropes and trying to understand the industry I came in really late in the game like mid-30s like never really you know had done music before in like an actual band and just was kind of like if I'm ever going to do this music thing that's been my dream for my whole life like now is going to be the time. So it was my first or second year into releasing music. And of course, you know, I'm on the internet and finding like the different threads and I connected with Ariel Hyatt. She's amazing. I connected with, you know, Carrie Cole as a vocal coach, Ariel Hyatt with a PR. I connected with, you know, Ross to set up my website. So I understood that there are these different experts, you know, out there online that can help me advance and, and learn essentially because I had a lot of catching up to do and then I came across uh your website through some recommendations and through search and I was like whoa I haven't seen this 
model really out there. The one that's like, you know, authentic fan engagement and, you know, creating different value offers will allow your music business to last for a lifetime. And then I was just like, ding, 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 ding. Like, that's my jam. Like I'm in it to, for the long game. I'm not trying to get signed. I want to actually connect with real people. Um, so this seems like a really cool method to do that. So yeah, jumped on some calls and, you know, was talked through some, you talked about leap of faith and there was like a couple of those moments where I had some resistance as an artist and as a person to be like, is this really, you know, gonna, gonna get me into where I want. And then, you know, now looking back on it, like, <laughs> it's just like, like 10 times my, you know, initial investment in the program. So it's like, of course uh, it was worth it, but that was important. Also realizing how valuable my music was and what I can offer other people uh, in their lives. That was a really big kind of like mental kind of like breakthrough that I had to get through. And that was essentially because of you and, and your, and your staff and your team. Thanks man. Gosh, I wish I could just create a lookalike audience out of Eli Lab. <laughs> just have like 10,000 of you. You're, you're awesome. So, so I'd love to kind of zoom zoom uh, out a little bit and look deeper into when you were just starting out. So, so you mentioned that you kind of had a late start with your music career in your mid-30s. And gosh, I mean, like, like for music careers in general, like there's so many limiting beliefs and things, I think, around, especially around age. Like, oh, like I'm too... Am I too old to do this? And, you know, getting started in your mid-30s, that was probably like a big limiting belief you had to kind of like crush through. So I'm curious, just, you know, what were some of the biggest challenges and, and struggles that you had to overcome early in your music career? So interestingly enough, some artists like wait until they've built a fan base to start an inner circle, like Patreon. And before I even started like releasing anything, I was like, I will not be able to do this without people who believe in me. I just know that personally, like I, I won't be able to carry myself through with all that doubt and uncertainty and just be like, you know, me, I'm going to do it. So I started my Patreon page, um, <laughs> like at my third show as a, as a solo act. And then I was like, when we get to 25, patrons, I'm going to release my first album. And so I waited until I got that mark. And that was like a little fire under me to get that. So I could release my first, you know, EP. Then the second EP was 50 patrons. The third EP was 75 and the fourth EP now up to around hundred. So that kind of community coming together around the music is, was the most important thing to me as an artist. And with those, you know, first supporters, it's grown into an amazing uh, place and you know we do like monthly zoom calls and they help me make music videos and they even participate in the music videos so it's been a pretty amazing thing that's been like the one thing that's like okay i've had people in my corner from the beginning that i can um, connect with not thousands not tens of thousands just five or ten and that made the difference um, at the beginning mm. that's super smart yeah and, and definitely uh a way to sort of like reverse engineer, I think what you're looking to, what you're looking to accomplish and, and having the, the awareness, I think to, to know that you needed to round up that inner circle and those people that are mm -hmm. going to support you early on, I think is something super important and pro probably overlooked for a lot of, 
lot of people is you know the, yeah. the initial stages of of self-doubt and kind of putting out your music and being vulnerable and really like knowing that you have some people in your corner that believe in you and want you to be successful is awesome how did you how did you kind of start out with finding those 25 people right like would, did you recommend like for anyone listening to this would you recommend reaching out to like a certain kind of person and, and they're like already in a circle or like how, how, how did you go about that yeah i mean i didn't have like a music fan base yet because no one had heard it. <laughs> so I had to start with my friends and family, which was a very interesting experience, very, very humbling experience, because, you know, the people who you think would be first in line to be like, aren't, and the people who like, you would never thought in a million years would do that, you know, like that one friend you had in high school on Facebook that you every once in a while see, are going to be the first people that are like, yes, let's rock, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. So that that evens out. But yeah, I mean, we we have mentioned this where it's just like, the power of big spreadsheets is pretty amazing. So I just put down a hundred people that I knew in my life and I contacted each of them one by one said, Hey, I'm doing something big here, doing something special. I would love to invite you to the adventure and the journey. Here's what it is. It's like a, you know, a very small kind of monthly fee and you get to um, see what I'm doing behind the scenes. And yeah, I had like 10, 15 people sign up out of that first 100. So then, you know, six months later, I made another (laughs) <laughs> 100 spreadsheet and I reached back out to those same people and then, you know, got another 10 and then rinse and repeat until today. So just starting with just a massive list of people and then like, you know, really kind of like honing down and reaching out individually. That was kind of like how that got started. Hmm. That's, that's super cool. And I mean, it's a great example of like grassroots marketing. <laughs> it's finest, right? It's just like, you know, making, making a list of people to reach out to, reaching yeah. out to them one by one and not just, I don't know, like expecting that you're going to post on Instagram and that there's going to be right. like thousands of people that are just going to like right. discover you and like come to your Patreon or like right. somehow like stumble upon nope. your Patreon, like through the internet, <laughs> you know, like, right. like it really takes kind of this like concerted effort to just like reach out directly, directly yeah. to people. So in terms of your process, like, would you recommend, you know, kind of having a daily rhythm where it's like, you're like, okay, like every single day I'm going to reach out to X amount of people or like, what did that look like for you? Like, what was your actual system or kind of process for reaching out to those people once you had them on the the spreadsheet? Yeah. So I use kind of like these kind of pulses so that I'm not like wearing myself out and then I'm not like, you know, wearing out other folks either. So I'll do like, you know, a big reach out for a week and then I'll wait another, you know, two or three months to another big reach out. Um, maybe do some follow-ups a week later. So I'll, I'll let time kind of go by. Sometimes people just need, you know, need to comprehend what it is just to know, know about it. And if they don't join then, maybe they'll join six months later or maybe a year later or maybe never, but at least I can check in and be like, you know, this person's important to me. So I want I want to let them know that. So yeah, for me, and the same thing for crowdfunding for, for, for like Kickstarter, it's like, you know, three months beforehand, do some grassroots, just kind of like put some feelers out there, you know, see who might be interested, you know, two weeks before and make sure you've got your crew ready to go. And then there's like these little pulses, like the first week there's just like, you know, gangbusters. And then, you know, maybe week two or three, you do another kind of push. And then the last three or four days is like also, you know, going for it. So that helps people just kind of like, you know, learn about it. Okay. Forget about it. You know? Okay, there's a chance to join and Eli's reaching out. Okay, forget about it. Okay, last chance, you know, maybe now I can kind of like take that leap of faith and and rock rock this kind of project. So for me, I use kind of different pulses and I kind of time them so that people don't get burned out and neither do I. Mm. 
That's super smart. Yeah. So it's, so it sounds like you know you use these pulses to sort of there's like almost like a different type of campaign, right? So you might have like a Kickstarter campaign, or you might have like an initial Patreon campaign, and these are kind of these initial like pulses where you have the, a group of people, you reach out to them, and maybe there's like a a few follow ups in place where if you reach out and based on if they don't get back right away you follow up respectfully like a few days later yeah then you have exactly. some sort of like last follow-up for that pulse where you might exactly say, okay for, for this pulse awesome and i mean exactly. you, you've done i mean you've how many kickstarters have you done now and like how roughly like how much did you raise for each of the kickstarters yeah so I've done two kickstarters now the first one was about 12k and this last one this year was 20k around 20k yeah yeah that's incredible that's <laughs> that's really really awesome and like Again, like you started, you've only been doing this for a few years now. And so I guess, what would you, what do you say to anyone? I know that there's quite a few people who are probably going to be listening to this, who may be one of those narratives in their mind. And obviously you're not like, it's not like you're like 105 years old or something. Like, <laughs> Let know. me tell you how I did this thing with my music. <laughs> but, but I think that there's quite a few people that are even like, they would yeah. think that, you know, if you're not in your teens or if you're not in your like early twenties that, you know, yeah. it's not almost impossible or it's not, you know, not worth it to like, it's too risky to like, to try to do music, right. um, professionally. So what would your, what would your advice be for anyone who's maybe listening to this right now? Who's maybe they have that doubt. They have that struggle where it's sort of like, am I, am I in too late of a stage in my life to really kind of give this a shot? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that sometimes folks think they're too young you know, to do music and like, you're not, you know, there's like, you know, 14, 16, 18, 20 year olds who are just like crushing it. And that's awesome. And you can, you know, that's, that's validating. There are folks out there who think that like, either you do music full time or you don't. And that's also not true. You know I mean? I did, I did like, you know, Lyft and Uber driving, you know, to make things happen in the beginning um, of my music career. And it can be a part of your life. It can be a part-time part of your life for however long you want. Like, it's just there for you, however, however you'd like it to be. And then there are folks who are like, okay, I'm retired, you know, like I've done music my whole life. And what am I, what would I like to do now? More than anything else, I just want to share my music with the world. That's amazing. You know, whether you're 65 or 70, like there's people out there who are absolutely going to resonate with what you have to say. Because if we feel it in our existence, and if we feel that energy, that means that that energy exists out there in the universe, right? That means that like, we just need to find a way to connect with that. And that's, that is no age limit to energy, right? There's no age limit to like connection, or human engagement, essentially. So wherever we are on that, you know, time frame is, is awesome. And it's so funny because my latest single is called move as you do, which is exactly um, about this. So, you know, life happens in all sorts of different arrangements and music is always there. So whenever we feel kind of called to that is beautiful. It's awesome. It's a, it's an amazing thing. So for me, I'm going to be doing music the rest of my life, but I'm 75, 80, 85. I'm going to be, you know, I just saw Willie Nelson uh, a few weeks ago and the dude is like, 88 and he's <laughs> playing festivals like and he plays guitar better than i do you know what i mean so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna, I'm gonna go willie style and that's that's totally cool All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians, 
and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire music mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. <laughs> so awesome. I feel like a superpower that, that you have, or at least one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is having the right mindset in terms of you know, sort of like a, it's a long-term, you know, so yeah. th there's like this shift in perspective that happens when it's like, you're kind of, I don't know, trying to hack the system or trying to kind right. of take like short shortcuts or wins and certainly there's nothing wrong with like you know taking shortcuts if it's like the, the right kind of shortcut but with with you and I, this is something i see in a lot of the most successful people is that it's they're they're not trying to sort of game the system as much as just like figure out what are the fundamentals and how can i do this in a long-term authentic way because i'm not going anywhere like you know this is this is a marathon it's not a sprint so I'm wondering just, you know, about your perspective, like how, but for, for example, most recently, Eli, we, we have, you know, this, uh, one of our main like flagship campaigns that Double Run at Modern Musician are these virtual tour hacking campaigns where you start having messenger conversations through, through ads and you can do some really geeky stuff long-term where you can like automate it, you can build an AI chatbot, but you know, there's, there's with any sort of paid traffic funnel, a lot of times it requires like optimization and split testing and, you know, kind of keeping, keeping things on, on track. So yeah. Eli recently just took the cake as our top performing virtual tour campaign ever. It was, it's hitting like one cent, one cent per message, which just to like put it into context that when we looked at his campaign, it was like, he's getting like over 2000 messages per week from new fans and yeah, just like imagine, like if you're trying to respond to all those people personally, you know, just like your fingers right. would burn off. But I know that you know you didn't start, you didn't start at one cent per message. It took a lot of you know iterating and testing, kind of and keeping, you know, keeping your eyes focused on the long term. So, uh, if I was wondering, if you, could you share maybe a little bit about your perspective? Like, how do you how do you allow yourself to stay focused on the long term and 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 to be able to to know the difference between like something that 
is just or takes time and and like you know effort to to get it working but you're on the right track versus how, when am i am i barking on the wrong tree like what like right. when i know when to shift i feel like that's a really difficult thing to tell sometimes yeah i think it's an awesome question and interestingly enough it came from something that you told me very early on which was you know don't focus on lag indicators focus on lead indicators mm. and i didn't know what you meant by that i didn't know what lag meant i didn't know <laughs> lead meant it took me like six months to like kind of like really comprehend what that statement meant and when i finally got it what you were trying to tell me was like the the sales do you know what i mean and like the whatever like the you know the did this post do really well or something or like you know did that booking agent like email me back like those are kind of like lag indicators that aren't really talking about your process as a musician as a creative as a business person so if your process is dialed in if every day you know you're connecting with the morning vision magnet and you're like super like synced with your why and what you're doing if every week you're you know looking into your systems and making sure that okay let's test this let's test that if every month you're going in and saying okay what worked last month what didn't let me try some new things. Like if that process is in place, then there's absolutely no way that you won't succeed because you're, you're connecting with your why you're figuring out ways to improve it. Like maybe micro micro amounts, but over a long period of time, there's, there's only one way that that's going to go. And that's, that's, you know, towards, towards your goal. So only by putting in those daily, weekly, monthly, even quarterly systems in place was I able to see, okay, you know, how can I make a process that will pay off long period of time? And, you know, that once virtual tour hacking campaign, you know, started at a dollar 50, but it didn't matter. The dollar 50 wasn't, you know, the, the kind of indicator, if it was successful or not, what was happening, how to indicate it was successful is behind the scenes that there's a system uh, to improve. So I really owe that to that statement. It took me a very long time to figure that out. <laughs> but I finally did and started implementing it. And that's where all the, the growth um, is coming from. So <laughs> that's so awesome. It's so funny, too, because I mean, you know, I, I have my my own mentors, right? And I and I owe pretty much everything <laughs> like that, all the success that I built to my mentors and to like what I've learned through, you know, life experiences. So I'm pretty sure that like, you know, like the lag indicator lead indicator <laughs> definitely wasn't like an original thought. Yeah, but it was from like from a mentor. So yeah, man, just what a wonderful, <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful thing that, you know, we can kind of pay things for it. And now, you know, I'm sure that there's people going to be listening to this right now who they're going to hear what you just said and that's something's going to kind of click for them and now yeah. that's going to impact their life and make a ripple effect on all of their fans and, and also a great like reminder what you just talked about again like it wasn't necessarily the you know how can we game the system to you know get a bazillion views on my video and make it look like you know i'm more successful right now than i really am it was like the fundamentals right it was like you know, going going through the morning routine the morning the vision magnet and you know doing your planning processes and your systematizing the optimization on a weekly basis and that gosh that that is a superpower of just doing the the retrospectives and the planning that might be something worth um digging into a little bit it's just that that process of like retrospectives and planning let's say that someone who's listening or watching this right now they don't really have a good kind of weekly um, 
planning or retrospective kind of system in place. What does that look like yeah. uh, for you on like a daily, weekly, maybe monthly, or even like quarterly kind of basis? Yeah, I'll break it down just like super easy, um, super comprehensive is make your top three priorities for the year. That's it. Start there. You can write however many you want. You can write 10, 15, 20, circle the top three, three to five, and then throw the rest out because all of it is essentially an excuse not to do your top priorities and a way to kind of hide uh, behind the most important things that you need to do as you know to get to your goals and to really live your why. So I start there every year. I start with my top three priorities. Then I break that down into quarter. Like, what do I need to do each quarter? The top three things I need to do each quarter to get to those top three priorities. Every quarter, I break those down, you know, per month, every month, what are the top three things I need to do that month to, you know, reach that quarterly goal. Same thing per week. Once the month comes around, I break down, okay, every week, what are the top three things I need to do to reach, you know, my monthly and quarterly and, and yearly goals. And I do that every day too. So before the day starts, before the next day starts, I write down the most important thing and the three things that I must get done that next day. That's it. That is essentially the absolute, you know, purest, like straightest line to, you know, achieving whatever it is that, that I've kind of like put out for myself. So it's so effective that I've had, I've like finished my, you know, <laughs> your priorities like within the first quarter sometimes. And if that happens, great. Then I can just do it again and, you know, reassess and, and keep going. But the, the most basic point is just top three priorities on whatever time frame, and then break that down into a smaller time frame. So you don't have a list of 10, 20 things to do. You have the one thing that you need to do that day, and maybe two or three things that you could do. That's it. And if, once you've done them, you're done for the day and you can, whatever have some red wine or a pizza or <laughs> do whatever, like, you know, reward that, that you've got um, for yourself. So that's, that's like my kind of like, you know, most basic kind of approach. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's so valuable because it was like a system to like really prioritize and figure out like, what are those three things? And even like bolding, yeah, the number one out of those three things that, that needs yeah. to happen, those different time frames. The, uh, analogy the analogy that comes to mind when, when usually we kind of talk about that like top three system is i don't know if you've seen seen this video eli with like dominoes where it shows like this little little tiny domino and then there's like a slightly bigger domino and there's like a bigger one a bigger yeah. one and there's probably like eight or nine of these dominoes and the last one's this giant domino and there's this kind of geeky looking guy who's like, mm, you see, because of the mathematics and physics. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then what he like demonstrates, he like, he pushes over this little tiny microscopic domino. And you're like, wow. how could this little microscopic domino knock over this giant domino? And basically it just keeps knocking over the slightly bigger domino and the bigger, slightly bigger domino knocks over a slightly bigger domino and it leads up to that massive domino falling over and really like those top three like the daily weekly monthly quarterly yearly top three priorities the top the yearly ones are kind of these can be these big dominoes you exactly. know like those those yeah. daily ones kind of stack up to it so yeah and it's just so so good to have that clarity i think like you said you, you put it really well with it prevents you from hiding hiding behind these other busy work busy to do's that seem urgent that seem like oh like like oh like i have to do this you know 
But yeah. a lot of times the top, the actual top three things are kind of scary. They're kind of yeah. scary. They kind of stretch your yeah. comfort zone a little bit. It's, you know, yeah. they actually mean something. They mean something to right. you. So if you do fail at them, then it's kind of like, you know, it feels more personal. So right. yeah, this is a wonderful, wonderful process. Dude, I am a huge fan of metaphors and I love the metaphor you just said, because I'm going to just take it another step further because now that we have this kind of visual of what that is, you know, we've got our kind of massive dominoes on the outside, let's call it like a room, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the biggest dominoes and they're going to like break through walls for us mm -hmm. and get us to that next room. But it's really easy to be comfortable in our room. And let's say we set up like a bunch of dominoes around us, right? Like there's like five dominoes here, 10 dominoes there. And, you know, every day we just like knock down a bunch of dominoes. We're like, woohoo, that was fun. But all we really need to do is just knock down that one that actually leads to that line that gets us to that next stage. We don't need to do any of the other things. It's just kind of like, you know, fun. And, you know, like you feel good about like getting a lot done, but it's not actually going to get us to that next, that next space. So that just blew my mind. Thank you for that metaphor. I'm gonna like meditate on that for a while. I, I absolutely love that. And I'm gonna find that video on YouTube, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I recommend like anyone, anyone who's just like, go check it out. It's probably called like Domino, knocking over bigger dominoes. I don't know, you can probably Amazing. Google it and find it. I'll, I'll but find it. gosh, I, I love that addition to the metaphor too. It's where it's, yeah, the easy thing is to knock over all these little tiny dominoes. Like, look at all these dominoes I'm knocking over and these little tiny ones. But if they're not aligned, if they're not stacked up against bigger dominoes, then, you know, there's, you're you're losing that momentum. Yeah, that, that really is part. Like, it's the momentum and the alignment that you're building through that process you described with you know making sure that the quarterly top three lines mm -hmm. up to the yearly top three and mm -hmm. that the monthly ones line up to the quarterly ones so that you kind of you get that domino effect yeah cool. in, in education they call that backward design so you know as a teacher every year it's like where did you want to get your students to and essentially like what are the steps going backward to get them there so same kind of like uh, philosophy as well mm. awesome Super cool. One other thing I would love to uh, pick your brain on, because I know that, like, you, I know you do a really good job with this, is your uh, morning routine. Like, what what have you found to be the most important kind of parts to make sure that, you know, you do kind of set up the day to be a successful day? Do you, like, how do you structure it with, you know, meditation and with, you know, maybe like movement or like, what does what your like normal morning look like if you just nail it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that like I started with just like a 30 minute morning routine and now I'm looking at my calendar and it's up to three hours. So <laughs> the timeline is, you know, I wake up, you know, I go out to the barn, feed some horses, do a run, do cold showers every morning to get things going, I do yoga, meditation. I've got like a kind of six minute uh, pure diary journal that I fill in every day about things that I'm grateful for, how I'll make the day great and positive affirmation that always helps then i do a daily retrospective where i like have my own checklist so i've built my own type form from your example and so that helps me just be like okay how am i feeling today what are my goals you know what's what am i going to do that's that's good and then I rock the health tracker that you also uh, got me got me going on which is amazing health tracker has like 20 different columns from like, you know, it's got a morning space where it's like, you know, waking up and doing my whole morning routine. So I'm just checking off things every day. Then I've got a, you know, an afternoon routine and I've got an evening uh, routine. And every month I'm trying to build a healthy habit. And the only way to do that, and they say you need like two months, three months to actually, you know, 
put in a healthy habit into your life. So I keep track every day, like, did I do that thing? And if I don't, then, you know, I need to do something like maybe like, you know, contribute to a, to a fund or, you know, uh, something like that to make yeah, sure that got I our, do. we've got our, our music, our music fund, right? <laughs> yeah. so, so Eli, Eli and I, and, and Steven, we, we help keep each other accountable for our morning routines by if we don't do our keystone habit, which is like the new habit we're trying to do, then we'll donate to a music fund that basically gets given out to one of our gold arts Academy clients when it reaches $10,000 so they can record new music and yeah, like it's, it's a pretty, pretty cool, like accountability system that, that we're keeping each other accountable to. Yeah. And I mean, just to be totally honest, like I am never hundred percent perfect every day. And sometimes I'll do things out of, you know, order. But the point is that I have accountability system where I can see that, see what's happening and I can have goals that I want to like achieve and kind of like bring my habits in. And yeah, if you're traveling and, you know, touring, it's harder. But the point is that maybe you didn't do the whole routine, but Maybe I did my meditation, or maybe I did my cold shower, or maybe I did my vocal warm-ups, because that's kind of ingrained in my, you know, my my body, my psyche when I wake up. So as long as I'm like connecting with a little bit of that and getting myself in, a, in the right headspace, then uh, that makes all the difference for the day. So essentially, I do my number one priority first every day, you know, and I do my top two hopefully before lunch. So by the time <laughs> lunch comes around, essentially like. Great. You know, I had a good day, did my things. And then if I want to do more, I can. And if I have other things planned, then then awesome. But yeah, that morning routine is essentially kind of like sets um sets the day. hundred mm, percent. Yeah. And yeah, I think it is really important, like you mentioned. Like the, the point of it isn't to like be perfect and always do like every single thing, but just like having accountability in place to yeah. be tracking whether we have or not and have some sort yeah. of incentive in place, I think is super smart. And also yeah, I, I'm sure that there's some people who would be listening and be like, like, I just don't have time to do like a, like a morning routine like that. Like, you know, that's, that's impossible. Like, or, and it, it is kind of that interesting, like it's kind of counterintuitive, but it does seem like, you know, the, for every minute you put into your morning routine, you're getting like at least three to five minutes back, you know, compared yes. to if you didn't do it right. Like it's it actually so can, true sharpening the saw right the abraham lincoln story God, i'm probably gonna butcher it but it's like you know there is uh someone who asked abraham lincoln like if you were going to cut through a tree and you had like three hours how would you spend your time and abraham lincoln like famously said well i would spend the first you know, hour and a half sharpening my saw and then like the next 10 minutes like cutting down the tree you know yeah. and yeah it's a, a great metaphor right a great yeah. metaphor for like because a lot of times you would think like, man, like you're spending hours on, on morning routine. I could be spending that being productive, doing something else. But if you didn't do the morning routine and you weren't censored and focused and just feeling feeling good, feeling healthy, and also just having your priorities laid out, then mm -hmm. likely we'd end up running around our domino house like a madman and just knocking over the little tiny dominoes and not doing the, not having the alignment. Absolutely. Every minute spend on your morning routine is two minutes that you gain. So essentially it's like, you know, even meditations, like I don't have time for meditation, but like if I meditate for half an hour in the morning and a half an hour in the evening, I need two hours less sleep than I usually do, which is nuts, right? It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't know why it makes sense, but that's, that's the way it is. Same thing for, you know, productivity. Like, okay, if I do my yoga and if I run, you know, if I take 30 minutes every morning to do that, 
I'm going to have an hour extra, two hour extra of actually like, you know, being, having focused and, and being productive that day. So yeah, you've got a wife, you got two kids, you got a house, you got a business, you got a music brand and you crush your morning routine. I see it on, on the spreadsheet. So I know that you're doing it. And so it's, it's possible if you just like kind of like carve out the time, make it like that. And it can start with, you know, 15 minutes. It can go to 30 and an hour and like go to however uh, you'd like. I started mine with like 20 minute morning routine. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a really important point, I think, is that, yeah, like you don't have to start off, you know, like with multiple hours, right? You can kind of work it into your schedule. You start, even if it's just a minute, you know, of meditation that you have to start with, that's yeah. going to start planting the seed, right? So that that can start to grow. So Process. yeah, like you, you mentioned started with 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and now now it's grown so that, you know, it's a fully beefed up you know, version of the morning routine. And I think that like, you know, who you are and just the way that you've already shown up here on the interview and the way you've been able to articulate in your presence, I think is just, you know, it's like living proof, you know, the proof is in the pudding kind of thing of the the effects of having a good yeah. morning routine over the long term. Yeah. Cool, man. So reflecting on your music career, what do you say are a few of the, the things that you feel most proud of right now? Wow. I get a little bit of emotional about this. So the first kind of project I had was called the Four Directions Project, which is about, you know, just from my time as a, as a teacher on the Navajo Indian Reservation in Northern Arizona. And the Four Directions was a big part of their cosmology. So I had the idea that that could help me and carry me through my music career because I had no idea what I was doing and, you know, no representation, like nothing, whatever, just like, okay, go. So I was like, if I have those teachings and if that reminds me of where I came from, then I feel like that'll be a great foundation for me, my music career. So first album I released was All Roads East. The second album was uh, Way Out West a year later. A year after was Deep South. And then uh, this year was True North. So this year I've completed the Four Directions project. And the only way that I've done that is through the help of my Patreon community, my free kind of street team called The Levitators. And connecting with amazing people like you, Michael, and just like, you know, mentors that have kind of like left these little kind of breadcrumbs for me to follow along the way. So right now really is like, a pretty special time in my music career because I've been doing this for four or five years and to have built, you know, a Spotify, an email list, you know, a social media uh, campaign, a Patreon, crowdfunding, and then automating all that behind the scenes so that it just runs when I'm, you know, creating music and, and on tour. It's just like, it like blows my mind. Like how many, like, wow, you know, in, in such a short period of time, like how, how is that possible? And it's through personal connections. It wasn't through blowing up on TikTok. It wasn't through having like a million views on, on YouTube. It wasn't, you know, getting the right representation or the right, you know, magazine placement. It was all from connecting with real people. You showed me how to do that through messaging, through email, through live streams. So that's that's the the core of that has just brought so much fruit. It's pretty amazing to just kind of like be able to sit back and see see that. <laughs> that's so cool man you, i mean you you have so much to be so much to be proud of and, and not just like for for you and your career but also like the impact that you're making on your fans your community and the way that your music is is touching people's lives maybe um you could share what are some of your favorite kind of fan stories or like your or kind of ripple effects that you've seen in the community that yeah. you're building yeah so for the last almost two years now i've been live streaming every friday for folk friday live streams that consistency and that connection has like just helped so many people and helped me kind of get through 
you know, just all the, the darkness that, you know, we've had to get through these last, you know, year, two years and people show up. They know that on Friday they can come, they can hang out. We can have an awesome time, share music, play requests, you know, meet each other, um, be, you know, feel, feel that connection. doesn't matter politics, doesn't matter age, doesn't matter demographic. Everybody from all over the world can, can kind of like connect in these spaces. From those Folk Fridays, I will get messages right afterwards, like <laughs> paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs on Facebook or like a whole email like about someone's life story and about how, you know, the music kind of helps them uh, with what they're going through or that they look forward to it or, you know, they're going through a lot of pain, but whenever, you know, they put on a song or something that like, you know, it's taken, that takes it away. And that's what it's all about. And it's not about you know, numbers or, you know, statistics and all that kind of stuff in the end. It's not even about revenue. It's about how can I connect with people and positively affect lives and enter into that conversation through music, essentially. Music isn't like the thing, like it is the thing, but it isn't like behind that is absolutely just like, you know, connecting with someone in Iowa or in the middle of Saskatchewan or India or Spain or Australia that are writing these messages that are like, your music is helping me in my life. So thank you for that. So that those messages are like the thing that, you know, I put those in the daily vision magnet. So I see those every morning uh, when I wake up and it's just like, okay, this is what I'm doing, what I'm doing. And they, they keep coming. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, dude, that's, it's, it's powerful. That's powerful. And it is, it is interesting that out of everything that we do, it really is like that connection, like the grassroots connection, getting those messages seems like, I know for me, like that's easily the thing that drives me the most is when we get messages from our artists that we're working with and, and you know, it just kind of, it makes you feel like what you're doing is, is worth it, is being able to contribute and really kind of make that kind of impact. And, and obviously like you, that's what you've been able to accomplish, you know, is that you've been able to create this ripple effect within your community. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So last question if you could you know, hop in a, a time machine and kind of visit yourself back in the past when when you're feeling some of that resistance that you're talking about when is you know when you're kind of early on getting started and you kind of just coming up and you're kind of have and you're wondering like is this music thing like is is this really possible or and if you could give yourself you know uh, any advice back then what what would you say to yourself yeah ooh good question so I kind of like made that kind of commitment to music. It was my second year of graduate school. I was on winter break before the last semester and I went on a trip to Mexico, West Coast, small town called Sayulita. Just took my guitar and a tent and camped there for two weeks. And I was playing some songs that I had just messed around with and, you know, demoing. And I was like, you know, these songs aren't terrible. And uh, I kept playing them. And then it felt like the beach was kind of like listening, was kind of like that audience. So like, you know, the waves and like, you know, the trees are doing their thing. And so like, there was this kind of like, that was my first encouragement from that kind of, I mean, not my first encouragement ever, but like, there was like a moment there was like, you should do this thing. So from that moment, if I had just connected with that moment, at every single point of the way, then that would be awesome. At some points in the way, there was self-doubt. There was like, no one's gonna wanna listen to, you know, whatever, more music by like, you know, a, a guy from the suburbs, you know, in Maryland, like there's enough music out there, no one needs more. If I had just 
you know, connected with that kind of space and that energy in that moment, it's like, yes, you know what I mean? Whatever is inside you, Eli Lev, like people want to hear and it's worth it and it's worthwhile. And what you can share is valuable. Some people are going to find it so valuable that they're going to support you in massive amounts, you know, of what they've earned to let you know how much that your music kind of helps them. That would be, that would be it. Just to, just to kind of like keep reminding myself, like, Hey, you know, you have a song, you have a story that can help the world and everything you're doing kind of like connects to that. Why? So that, that would be my, my continuing advice to myself even right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I mean, I think all of us, like that's a really valuable lesson to kind of connect to and to fully appreciate that, you know, your music has value and that it's, that it's worth it, that your voice, like that you deserve to be heard. Right. So yeah, man, like you're, you're awesome. You're a living, breathing example of what does it mean to be a modern musician? So let's go ahead and let's wrap up the interview, but man, you're, you're, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here to share some of your, some of your story and, and your lessons. And for anyone that's um, listening, watching this right now that wants to listen to your music or go check, check out more stuff, where can they go to uh, check you out? Yeah. So now that my whole four directions is out there and there's this really cool graphic on my website, actually I'm wearing like the t-shirt for all Rose East. So each one of these is a, is a part of a overall mandala. So if you just type in Eli Lev music, E-L-I space L-E-V space music, you can get to my website and you can see like all the mandalas and you can choose your own adventure. You can hang out to all roads east. You can go way out west. All the lyrics are there. It's a whole journey. It's an hour, hour long musical journey that took me five years to create. Um, it's all there for you. And I, and I hope you enjoy it. And at the bottom of that page is they can join my, my free levitators community and, you know, uh, join me on the adventure. If they'd like. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would totally recommend, you know, anyone who's listening to this right now, like go, go check it out, go listen to the music. Cause the music itself is awesome. And Eli's awesome, but also you know, he's a great uh, example of someone to learn from. So you can kind of see the way that he's connecting with his community and be a part of that movement as well. If you enjoy the music, then I think he's a great model. So uh, we'll put the link in the show notes so you can go check it out. And uh, again, Eli, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on here. I mean, I know we talk, we talk all the time. So it's like, it's, it's fun to like kind of like dig, dig deep into this and, and kind of like yeah. revisit some of the past. So, man, I'm so grateful. <laughs> so grateful yeah. that, that we did meet a few years ago. And it's kind of hard to imagine where we'd be at right now with, a modern musician without you. Like I think that you're someone that also has just you know, made a huge impact on our community overall. So I appreciate you, man. These are always amazing. I always get like so amped whenever like I'm able to like connect with you know you and your ethos and your philosophy. Like I know the rest of my day is I'm just gonna crush it now. So thank you for just you know guiding me through these last three years. It's been amazing. I would not be where I am uh, absolutely not no way without uh, you know your guidance and help. So. Man, super grateful that um, we've come this far. And, you know, I'm looking forward to next steps. We're going to do some amazing things, our musicians. We're just, just, just getting started, too. Yeah, it's, it's been an incredible journey so far. And, yeah, it's, uh, the, it's just the journey is the single step right now. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty exciting times. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. 
And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.